So first off, uh, my, my big question is, what plans do you guys have for the weekend? It's Friday. We're going into the weekend. I know uh, Alex is getting that wonder. He's going to have a, either a fun weekend or a not-so-fun weekend. Yeah, yeah and for the listeners, you, you're getting the flu shot. I'm getting the flu shot. I'm choosing to roll the dice here. And either either it doesn't work and I have a great weekend or it works and I have a miserable weekend. Yeah. And so, uh, what, you know, as I said, I hope it doesn't work. I hope it, yeah. I hope you have to go in Monday. You have a reason to not go into work. I, you know. I should have done this Wednesday. I don't know why I'm doing it today. This is not a good idea, but yeah. Well, see, if you would have done it Wednesday, then you would have been sick for this. And I mean, True. it would have been. That's why. You know what? That's why I didn't get it Wednesday. I appreciate I appreciate that. That's very nice. Uh, what about you, Fred? So what do you got planned for this weekend? I have no idea. I gunned to my head. I wouldn't have known it was Friday until somebody told me. That, that right there, that's a good weekend right there. Not having anything, that's a good weekend. Yeah, you know, the if the weekend is eternal, you know, you don't know, and you don't differentiate the days, then you're uh, upset. Yeah, exactly. Um, you guys watched anything uh, recently? Any any I, good stuff watched? So yes, but you're not. I don't know if you want to hear about it. Uh, I've been I've been tearing through. I found out Degrassi: The Next Generation is on Amazon. Yeah, no way. And I grew up with those kids, you know. I'm, and so I'm on season seven now. Wow. I, I still just, I've not forgiven them for what they did to JT. Like, still oh. I'm like, what was the purpose? What was the reason for it? There was no reason. Well, the reason is JT wanted to go to college in real life. Oh. But I, he must have told them two days earlier because it's the most abrupt. A guy yeah. just stabs him in the heart. Savage. Because it's all you know. It's all it's you know stuff that kids deal with. And like, how many kids have dealt with? <laughs> oh, my friend got stabbed in the aorta. <laughs> you know, I I mean, I mean, I'm from Oklahoma, and didn't even that never even happened here. Like that I know of, and none of my classmates were stabbed in the aorta. We're in Oklahoma. Stabbed in the kidney. Not in the aorta. Uh, I've I'm from a little town called Shawnee, Oklahoma. Okay, my dad's from Oakmoggy. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Fun. Well, that's, uh, that's yeah, that was, uh, so that's, that's how we start this episode. What's up, fandom? I'm Josh. Uh, and today we have two very special guests. We have Branson Reese. Hello. And we have Alex. I already forgot. Uh, oh, I got this. I got this. I I remembered Alex. I got you, Alex. Clappinger. Clappinger. Dang it. I, so, so I, yeah. The hard G, the soft G, it throws yeah. everybody. And, and that's uh, the last time Alex will be on this podcast. Thanks <laughs> uh, thanks for having us, everybody. It was fun. Uh, this is like and, the GIF GIF debate. Yeah. Could you be Alex uh, Clappinger? Absolutely. For the, for the duration of this podcast, gladly. Uh, so guys, uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Um, it's going to be, it's, it's all downhill from here. Um, so I hope, you, I hope, I hope you brought your seatbelts. Um, so guys, thank you both, uh, for coming on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you guys before we kind of dive into cake. Uh, so just in case some of our listeners may not be, you know, familiar with your work, uh, what do you guys do for, for funds and the living? Sure. I'll, yeah, I'll take it away. Uh, name's Branson Reese. I'm a uh, I'm a cartoonist. I'm a I'm a comedian. I'm an actor. Uh, fucking you know whatever. I do it all. I uh, uh, I had a web comic uh, that I was doing for a while called Swan Boy, which is autobiographical, and then that has become a show that is now on Cake FX. Is that sort of like the oh I so I I host a podcast. Uh, it's a D and D podcast. Oh, I'm just, I'm just sure, no look. Who, a bad, who podcast? Only bad people do it. I agree. Uh, 
Yeah, you do it because you can't do anything else in society. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God. If I can you imagine if this was like early industrial revolution, I would have hunted <laughs> for sport. The uh, not I'm like a low point value guy that gets hunted. The uh, you know your podcast host, and uh, so I, I do a DD podcast as well called Root Tales of Magic, and that's got. I also have a book. Why not? ABC. It's called Hell Was Full. It's a book of my comics, and that's the the pitch for me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like you saying that it makes me think it's like, you know what, you know, if this was the 1300s, I would be a surf, but not even a good surf. I'd be one of those surfs that, you know, you hear about or at the beginning of the movie that gets run over by some knight who's just like on like breakneck speed, just like runs over some like person who's like, ah, whatever. It's just a peon. That would be me. That would I'm I'm right there with you. If there was no oh. podcasting skills, I would. Yeah, I'd just be sitting there. I'd be like, well. Um, yeah, I'm a rotting body on a plague cart. Yeah, there's no, yeah, I don't. There's no way I affect history. Oh, uh, <laughs> what about you, Alex? Uh, and I, by the uh, way, I'm gonna want this to be just as long and interesting as Branson's. I know. I was like, I don't have a book to talk about. I don't have a podcast to talk about. I, I, uh, yeah, I'll take some of yours. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a producer and a writer. I produce like a lot of comedy and animation specifically and i do a lot of projects with fx especially like around cake swan boy being uh, a great example of that um and also do a bunch of feature stuff i show ran an anime show for sci-fi last year called wildlife with a bunch of really funny people and sort of just try to work on cool interesting things with nice really talented people like branson nice and it's it's good to have two uh, disney employees uh, <laughs> that's my on, first, yeah when i think on, of myself i think of a disney employee yeah like always like you're like we're disney now guys we did it we're um disney. so uh let's talk about first of all uh uh Bruce, let's talk about swan boy so um watch swan boy which all of currently eight episodes that are out right now um, as, of today, yeah. as of today, we've got all eight. Um, so watch those guys. Um, w- so you've got the comic. Tell us like what kind of you know brought about the comic and everything. So you said it was autobiographical. Um, what made you want to be like, I want to be Swan? I have thought about this a lot. I wish I had a better, I, I would have a better answer by now if there was like a real one. But it's just that, I mean, it, you know, this is what it is, is I was turning 30. I got stressed about, you know, at the time I was like, I'm fine. And I was like, in retrospect, it's like, oh, I made an autobiographical webcomic. That's like a psychological low point for somebody to hit, obviously. So I made uh, this autobiographical webcomic about an anthropomorphic swan. And I don't know, in retrospect, I guess I had a few things swirling around. I was stressed about getting older. But also, I've always had it you know, sort of a stick up my ass about swans and how they're depicted. You know, when you think of a swan, it's like on a knit pillow, like a Cracker Barrel. Like, you know, they're these like, it's like, oh, happy anniversary. Like they're these sweet animals. But if you see a a swan in the wild, it activates your fight or flight, right? Like they're terrible, like beasts of chaos. Like they're, they're wretched creatures who like attack, you know, they're, they're bad guys. So I thought, well, yeah, I'll, th- I'll write a swan how they actually are, which is they're these, they're wrecks, you know, they're awful, terrible thing. And of course I identified with that because that, you know, same here, you know, and uh, it, it went from there. The original comics were a little bit more like slice of life. Like, oh, I did this today. So Swan Boy did that. I think he goes to like the, he's at like a jawbreaker, like reunion concert or something. I was like, that's very specifically drawn from my life. But then as they went on, he sort of became like an exaggerated version of myself and he became easier to write because he's not really me. He's just all the bad stuff about me, which is a very liberating way to write a character. 
So you've never blown up a bridge with C4? Uh, no, on the record, no. Okay, smart. Smart. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, Alex, now I'm off scot-free. <laughs> exactly. Be like, yeah, and done. Has been closed and, yeah. Not a lawyer in the world can touch me now that I said <laughs> I didn't do it. Um. So, uh, so Alex, uh, about Cake. So, what kind of? So, you're an executive producer of Cake. Um. So, what kind of brought Cake around? Like, how did that? I mean, it's. Let's say it's it's early 2018. Uh, we're thinking about. Um. We're thinking about Cake. Um. What kind of brings that? Uh. Brings that idea to life. Um. You know, I don't know if I can speak too specifically from like exactly what FX was thinking about, but my my sort of take on it was that uh, they saw this really kind of like cool opportunity to showcase emerging voices like animators and comedians, and rather than sort of like putting them through what can be like a very lengthy and uncertain development process where like someone buys a pitch and then like maybe a show gets made like several years later, um, here was a way to sort of give interesting people who are really resourceful and had a really specific point of view, the resources just to make cool stuff and do it, uh, you know, do it in these different formats. So whether it was like a quarter hour show or a one minute thing and everything in between, there was a way to sort of present to the world this sort of array of talent and ideas that otherwise like maybe wouldn't have a, a place to be showcased. And at first, you know, I think, essentially I think it just became like a place for just the most interesting animation and comedy people to sort of like exist alongside one another and, you know, make people laugh in a cool way. Nice. Uh, so was, was FX the one who was like, Hey, we're going to do shorts. Um, with, with all of these different shorts, like how do you guys kind of source those shorts? Like how are you guys looking for um, new, uh, new content? Sure. So I, I mean, I should be clear. I don't produce everything that's on cake. I actually, there's actually. We'll just say you are. No one's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> I won't take credit for every single piece. What was your, your favorite pieces? Those are the ones that I did. Um, Smart. Oh, that's, nice. that's very, that's very good. Yeah. Basically, you know, it's, it's a real like sort of open, it's a really open process. It's really a matter of like looking out there in the world and seeing like who's doing stuff that feels really interesting and really singular, whether it's like Branson doing a web comic or like a team of people doing like a live show on stage in New York someplace or an animator in like Australia or in Sweden. And I think just sort of scouring the, the internet mostly and identifying these people that have like a really cool voice and maybe like a small following and being like, wow, it'd be really cool if we gave them um, some resources to like kind of let them take what they're doing to the next level. And I think, what sort of unifies everything beyond like a sense of humor and like I think a specific sense of style is I think all these projects all in their own way like speak to some sort of underlying experience or feeling that kind of like anyone between the ages of like I don't know like 18 to 35 can kind of like relate to in some strange way like it might be very unexpected how that is the case but like at Swan Boy blowing up a bridge with C4 might be like a good instance of that but like like who among core, us you know <laughs> Like at the core of all those things, I think there's sort of like a relatability and a purpose and like an emotional honesty. And like, that's the sort of like secret glue that holds everything together in the program. So with every, with all these different, um, uh, all these different shorts and all these different, um, I think for, from the animation to the live action stuff, like there's a nice mixture of both. And then we've got all the nice little, like uh, just like musical interludes and everything in between. Uh, it gives us like, like, 
to me, like the first time I watched it, I was like, it gave me like some old school, like 90s Nickelodeon type of vibes. Hell yeah. Um, is that what you guys were kind of going for? I think like liquid television was like a really big reference point and absolutely like it's funny those there are a couple instances of these things that are like so beloved and so influential but they're all kind of like blips and it yeah it felt like overdue to have something like that in the you know in the sort of landscape now hey can i ask what for a second are we is this video or audio a uh, bit of both Okay, cool. I just, I'm nodding. I'm giving thumbs up. To oh, thing. hey, yeah. Like, no, I, that's I, I totally fine. No, I agree it'll, with what Alex is saying. It'll go on both. It'll go yeah, on both. Yeah, Branson, Branson has folded his arms and he's facing away from the camera right now. <laughs> Power move. <laughs> Looking out over my empire. <laughs> uh, so, so what kind of, uh, so Branson, like what kind of are some of your like influences like for, like for the comic and, you know, like for your style of comedy? Oh geez, yeah. I mean, it's a million thing, really. You know, I, I I'm definitely of the of the opinion in school of like just be influenced by everything, and then when you make something, other people can tell you what they're noticing from it because it's all coming out there. But the you know the obvious one, like the big ones, like Looney Tunes, huge influence on Swan Boy in particular. Because uh, like you know the duration of the episodes is about like Looney Tunes episodes length, and that was like maybe the of all the media I've consumed in my life, like, I don't think there's a close second place to Looney. You know, I just would watch so many of those. I love them so mm -hmm. much. That's a big one. Um, the old, like, uh, um, the, in terms of the comics, like the old, like uh, Gary Panther stuff or Raymond Pettibone. Like I love visually, like I love that. Um, the old, like life in hell shorts, the uh, comics that like Matt Groening would make that stuff is all big, I, you know, gag stuff like Farside was big or what's the name? Sergio who did the mad, uh, mad magazine stuff. Like I, like, I don't know. It's a lot of stuff or like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a grab bag, you know, it's just like be as influenced by as many possible things as you can be. And then just let whatever comes out, comes out. So if there's anything you're like, Oh, this seems to be an influence on Swan boy. It's a good chance there is. And I just, is. it just showed up by accident. Um, so, so you thought you said, um, you know, Looney Tunes, like what else, you know, like growing up where you're like really into like, what was, what was your like big thing? Um, I mean that I was music. I just listened to a ton of music. I don't know how much that shows up in Swan Boy, but that was like, th those were the big ones. I would watch a lot of cartoons. I still watch cartoons. I just like love cartoons. I would watch those over and over again. I don't know. I, I, I pretty omnivorous like media diet. I would try to take in as much as I could, you know, like, uh, uh, I would, I mean, I would watch old, I mean, any like golden age animation stuff, like old, uh, obviously Looney Tunes, the old Disney stuff is a lot weirder and nastier than people think. They think Disney, you know, and it's like, oh boy, let's go. But it's like, Donald Duck is trying to kill everyone he meets like that. <laughs> Donald Duck rules. Oh, we don't talk enough about Donald Duck's a nasty little guy. Uh, that's the, the old well, it's a bird. Stuff. It's bird. Anything bird, apparently just terrible. Yeah. Birds are nasty guys. And I don't know what happened to like you know, golden age animators with birds, but they, they do not get a good rap, you know, ducks, owls, bird. even owls are like, they, you know, they're smart, but they're still like a little nasty. Uh, so that's, I, yeah, I guess that was the big stuff growing up. I'm sure I'm going to miss, there was like some big, or like airplane. I would watch that gremlins two. I watched, uh, 1 million times. I think when I was a kid, uh, yeah, you, the amount of times I watched it, if you ex examine the time of like the duration of that movie, it doesn't add up. I should have just been watching it. I feel like I watched it 700 times, but that would have involved me like becoming 18, you know, like just like watching it one after another. Anyway, I'm just saying, I love that movie. <laughs>
let's go on a prolonged Gremlins two tangent. I would be happy to. Oh my god, problem with that? Uh, that's uh, that's the one with uh, we have female Gremlin in the red dress, right? Yeah, Greta. Yeah, the fact that she had a name. Yeah, no, 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 that one. This is the novelization of Gremlins. Oh my god, is it? Yeah, who wrote it? Poltergeist the novelization. Why do you? What do you? Are they just like sitting like right here, like on, on your desk, desk like I just ready him, to go? I got them as a birthday present for my friend, and uh, and they're like Mad Max Thunderdome, the novelization. Holy I mean, shit! You yeah. know what I have ready to go on my desk is this book about uh, Foghorn Leghorn. That is incredible. That's the most on brand. That is spectacular. Well, you guys kind of uh, we we have a little thing that we do. It's like what's on your shelf. So I was going to say, hey. Because usually, I mean, the way that everything is now, like after, like during pandemic, uh, we have, you know, we're all doing the Zoom stuff and everybody is set up and like Alex, you've got a shelf behind you. So we kind of do a thing where it's like, hey, what's on your shelf? Go grab one thing from yourself that like really speaks to you and, you know, chat, tell us about it. So um, that kind of, thanks for ruining that segment, but whatever. You Uh, should get this. I just got this. I know you weren't telling me to do that, but your list there, I just got this, The World of Char- Chaz Adams. Holy like, shit, yeah, I gotta get that. What is this? It's all of Charles Adams's like individual cartoons for The New Yorker for like 50 years on these like massive prints. They are- Oh my God, yeah. They're gorgeous, they're so funny, so bleak. You cannot believe what he was getting away with. Absolute. There's, I just Pull watched Serial Mom last night, which- Dude, that movie is- that's kind of that's like on my Mount Rushmore of movies now. That's incredible. But the there's I feel like there's a through line between him and John Waters where it's this like here's the worst grossest thing you can imagine, but it's done in this way that's like you're on board, right? And then you are. It's like yes. it reveals like the inner pervert in you. It's so cool. They're like the masters of like conjuring acceptable disdain for conventional America. Basically. Yes, I mean like, all the stuff in Serial Mom where it's like. You're rooting for Serial Mom, you know? Yes, like, you're rooting for the people who are rooting for her. That is sick. I love that. It's crazy. Yeah, I love that movie so much. God. Um, Alex, so we asked Branson, you know, what were kind of some of his, like, influences growing up. What about you? Um, God, I knew I should have been thinking about that when Branson was answering so well. Um, but he was, but he was, I mean, it's hard, though, because, like, when you try and think about stuff, but, like, he was going on, like, on a tear, and I was like, I was like, oh, I was really, I was quite enjoying it. It yeah, sounds like I nailed it. This is great to get this immediate feedback. Yeah, exactly. We're, we should be grading each other's uh, responses here on like a number scale for sure. Going so forward. far, you guys are like very. Like you're at low A right now. So I mean, you guys are you guys are really good right now. You're at least low like a A's ninety-one. Like a precipice yeah. grade to me. That feels like we like you know we're one slip up away from a B. But okay, that's like yeah. You've like you're tipping us. You're starting with the tip on the table, and every time we make a mistake, you take yes. a dollar off. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I mean, it it all kind of hinges on what Alex says here. Like, yeah, if, he takes, if he takes too long, then I mean, I like, was really like, slipping. I mean, I was similar to Branson. I was like really voracious. I just like loved reading and watching everything. Like, I would rent videos from the movie store and then I would watch them like over and over until I had to return them. It was like and like the terrible, terrible movies. And but I love comics. Like, I was really big on like calvin and hobbs far side zits like i would over and over and over and over again um and i was also i grew up in london but i had american parents so i was like obsessed with all american culture while i was in london so i would like i was obsessed with like friends which isn't very cool but i was like obsessed with it as a kid in london 
Um, and then I like got older. Were you not obsessed with coupling? Pardon? Were you not obsessed with coupling? I I think that was after my time. Yeah, meanwhile in America, it was coupling fever. No one could get enough coupling. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there was like amazing. I mean, I got to watch stuff like Red Dwarf and Bottom and Only Fools and Horses. Like in the office, like the original office. Like that stuff was like my favorite. I absolutely was obsessed with it. So, um, but yeah, similarly, like just sort of like a totally like omnivorous diet for like all movies of I would watch anything and and comics. I just love comics. Well, now I'm interested. Like, what was it like being uh, an American boy in uh, in England or in London growing up? I'll let Alex take this. Yeah, thank you, Branson. Yeah. Branson, <laughs> I, I want your I want your uh, yeah, your answer on deck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's like its own podcast, honestly. It was cool. It was amazing. It was amazing. Like growing up in London ruled. But uh, I was confusing because we always thought we were going to move back to the U.S. and then we never did. And so I was basically there for my entire childhood, (laughs) uh, which is why I inexplicably have this American accent now. But um, it was amazing. Like being in London was so cool. I got to go to like tons of like film, concerts, theater, like definitely like watching American TV shows, reading American comics, listening to American bands, like that was sort of like anachronistic based on like where I was. But by the time I figured that out, I was like, Oh, I get to kind of the best of both worlds here. Like I can go to some like strange, like indie London cinema and see weird, like, you know, French films and all sorts of stuff while also like listening to Weezer. And it's like kind of a cool pair. Uh, Branson, what about you uh, living in, living in London? How, how was your child? Uh, it was really brief because I was uh, 32 and I was just at the London Heathrow airport for an hour. During the- <laughs> That's been it. But uh, it was I can't say it was good either. Formative, though. Definitely formative. Definitely changed my opinion on the London Heathrow airport. For, yeah. Just the love, actually. They really miss selling. Yeah, like, know. they they sell London Heathrow as, like, the best place that you would ever want to be. Like what a it's fucked like, up premise of like- a movie, by the way. Like, this airport rules. Truly. We're going to start with a huge buy in this movie. If we can um, get away with convincing people that people love Heathrow Airport, they'll buy all these relationships. Uh, yeah, the 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 jump to get me to root for Serial Mom is way less impressive than the one to like root for an airport. Uh, so I, I just found out recently that uh, on level, like there apparently was like they cut the scene of like Alan Rickman like cheating on his wife. Like that was originally in the film, but it didn't test well. So they just cut that scene and they were like, we'll make it ambiguous. You know that he cheats, but we're not actually going to show it. So they like showed like the, the fucking. Like, what the- <laughs> I don't know how much they showed. Like, I'm like, I don't know. It was like if it was like a, if it was a Martin Freeman scene. Um, okay. But like, uh, but I, I don't know. Like they, apparently it was there and they just, they were like, no, the audience was not. They were not digging this. They do not want to see the. The affair. They just want to be told about the affair from afar. Yeah, I want the Love Actually Snyder cut. I think we got to start the campaign. Oh, yeah. Four and a half hours. <laughs> the, the, the OG Love Actually with Rickman. Oh, man. that it that, it's, a, it's a crazy... It's going to be really weird. I mean, they're going to have to do a lot more than just CGI mustache off. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Uh uh, so, uh, you know, let, let's stay on, let's stay on movies. So like what type of movies uh, are you guys, you know, big into, big into? That's not, oh, that's I mean, not a Brandon, way that people you talk. Are, you are an absolute legend on Letterboxd. I think you are a true Letterboxd oh, kid. You. So you, you should, you should go for this. I'm, uh, that's very nice of you to say. Thank you. I'm on a, um, I love horror. I, I think if there's any like non-comedy genre that like, 
you know what I mean? It's like a bad horror movie is like, wow, what? I'm still watching a horror movie. You know, it's like not the end of the world. Like I love horror. I love old like 70s and 80s, like practical effects. Horror. I'm one of those guys, you know, there's there's a lot of us and we're uh, overrepresented in culture because we never shut up. Like the like practical effect horror stuff is great, though. I just watched uh, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Oh my god, oh, beautiful. That's like a it's like a American uh, Lucio Fulci movie. It's just incredible. You know like what I mean though? Like just like the eye gore and everything's like ha- I love. Yeah, I don't know. I love uh I love horror. I love movies where um the enthusiasm outweighs the ability. So that's a lot of uh, certain trauma movies that I love that do that or like a lot. I I learned to love this stuff growing up with Mystery Science Theater, right? Where it's like they would watch these bad movies, but there's clearly this affection for it that's animating all of it. So like eventually, you know, you grow up a little and it's like, well, I didn't do every movie. I don't need my guys riffing on everything. Like you just start watching the stuff yourself and like it's, uh, you know, it's the baby bird getting pushed out of the nest, right? So I, I love like ineptly made movies where the love of making a movie outweighed anyone's ability uh yeah like whenever you say that like i i, I just go straight to like those trauma films like yeah. uh what what was that one it was like something high uh Newcomb high there it is yeah and yeah. then like, they, that one and the second one like those like i, I just automatically go to like whenever someone says like b comedy i'm like trauma trauma films but like they're they're great because like they're they're funny, but then they're also like, it, it, you're right. Like with it being like, not like super crazy gore and I'm a wuss. So like, I hate horror. So like, those are just like, that's perfect for me. Uh, like, it's, it's great. Just, yeah. It's just, it's just like spookyish enough that I'm like, okay, but I'm not going to be like, I have to watch this at four o'clock in the afternoon or else I'm not going to be able to sleep at night. Oh, so, sure. Yeah. You yeah. watch trauma, whatever. I, you know, I just watched a documentary too about the, um, about Landis and the Twilight Zone stuff. It was very oh, sad, obviously. Yes. But they also interviewed Lloyd Kaufman in it, who comes off like a hero because their whole like stance on everything was like, look, it's trauma. The movie's not going to be good. We might as well make a safe set where everyone's having fun. And it's like, boy, that's. I think that is a superior way to make art than like the, like, look, I love the shining, but there's no excusing like what Kubrick did in that. Like, I just think it's better to make a movie where everyone's having a good time ultimately. Yeah. It's like, even if it doesn't perform well, like, like this podcast doesn't perform well, but it's like, did you have a good, did you have a good time? That's the whole thing that matters. Like, did you have a good time? I'm glad you did. Um, Alex, what about you? Uh, I similarly love those movies where it's like, okay, it's hold on. We're going to have to, we're going to have guys. I think we're slipping down to a B because Alex is just coming up with the exact same well, stuff that Branson says. So, part. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, okay. You keep asking me first and I know that Alex and I have very similar taste. Yeah. I see. Uh, okay, I see. Fair, about, like, we like we'll, movies, we'll bump too. it back up. We'll leave it at, we'll leave it at 90 or at 90 right now. So, I mean, you're still teetering on that a, but I gotta say like the thing for me, the thing that I like the area that I'm finding I love is like, 70s 80s japanese movies that are like sort of like improbably big swing fun movies like this the movie that i have in the poster behind me a taxing woman by juzo atami is like i saw that last about a year ago and immediately was like that's my favorite movie of all time that is like what i want absolutely every single movie to be and everything he makes is incredible and like man who stole the sun or you know what other movie I saw recently that I'm like can't stop thinking about, but is a great example of just like a crazy big swing too is that Michael Mann movie, The Keep. You ever see that, Branson? No, that's it's on my like, list though. It's like his sci-fi fantasy movie about like Nazis up against like an evil golem and like a like a Romanian mountain, and it's just oh my god, 
You're just like, this well, is, I never heard of this. That's it's so, so wild. You get, you will love it. Yeah, it's that's got that's got like 17 different things in it. It's like Nazis, golems, Ukraine, or like a Romanian. And you're like, I, 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 you, you were saying that. I'm like, well, now I have to watch The Keep. Like I that love sounds movie, that sounds like a crazy fun experience. A movie where the vibe of it is, well, there's no way they're gonna let us do this again, so we gotta exactly. jam it all in. I just watched Southland Tales with a friend. Oh, great example. Recently. I mean, that is that's like high art, even though it like is objectively sucks in a lot of ways. Yes. Like, who cares? Like, that is a movie where he's like, Well, they're gonna kill me once this comes out. I'm gonna be executed, so I might as well just get it all out in this movie. Highly recommend it. Yeah, that movie's like had an incredible resurgence years later. It feels like it's gained. It's like bit by bit. That will be like Citizen Kane in ten years. I mean, it is like weirdly prescient of like the like sort of apocalyptic times we're living in now. But it's totally. two thousand six. You know, it's like, we're on top of the world. Top of the world. Nothing can go wrong in fourteen years. Everything's gonna be great. Um, so with so kind of kind of going back to cake uh we've got cake uh going on right now uh season uh, season goes on until uh december 9th 10th 9th 10th 10th i think is the last day yeah. okay um i knew december i got them i'm paying i'm kind of, i paid a little i read i read the show notes you know we're uh, grading you too and that's a that's yeah. itself like that's a who Mm. Um, but, uh, so, so we've got, we've got cake going on. Um, we've got the swan boy episodes going on in cake. Um, what, what all is kind of next for, for you guys? Let's start with Alex first. Just so Branson kind of, I, I don't want him to kind of, you know, steal and like copy. So. Wow. Alex? Letting me really run with it. Um, what else am I working on? I'm working on a You're allowed to talk about that. You're allowed to talk about it. I know, you know, we've yeah, got, you know, NDAs and everything. About, yeah. Like almost everything. I, um, I am working on like a handful of half hour shows, two animated shows and a live action thing for FX at the moment that I'm very excited about one of which is an animated slasher comedy, sort of like, uh, if you did like Archer, but with Jason Voorhees at the center of it. So we're in the midst of working on that right now with this amazing artist, Derek Eads. And I think that'll be really cool. And then, um, doing some cool stuff on the feature side. There's a movie I'm working on. It's in production right now called the legend of Ochi with, Willem Dafoe and Finn Wolfhard and Emily Watson and that's shooting right now actually also in Romania with a A24 and it's like filled with really cool like practical effects and painted backgrounds and all these like amazing sort of like movie magic techniques and is there is there a golem and some Nazis uh there are neither golem nor Nazis in this one but you know it's not too late to throw in a couple extra ingredients maybe we can throw that to the production uh we (laughs) Never like hey, BT Dubs, can we please put a golem in the film? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. Like that, I mean, William and Finn, like that's great. I mean, we've not had Finn on; he's too good for this podcast. But we've had his older brother on. Good old oh, Nick. hell yeah, so, great. <laughs> it's like we're close. We're close to Stranger Things. We're like half removed. One so degree. yeah, that's exactly. Great. Um, well, what about you, Branson? What's what's uh, what's on tap? That I can talk about. There are like yeah, one yeah. or two NDA things that it's like, uh, which is so exciting to say. You know, it's like, who, what could it be? Maybe I'm making Jurassic Park. Like, who knows? Here's the thing. Like, Even if you don't have anything on tap, just say, well, I mean, there's there's some stuff we can and can't talk about. You know, NDAs. No one's ever going to know. 
That's true, so I won't get caught. So I, I'm working on exactly 10 things right now that are all NDAs that I can't talk about. Some very big names. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't say them, but they, uh, you know, they might rhyme with Mealberg. Uh, the, no! Um, I am Mealberg, the, the famous, uh, you know, sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. It's, I, was, I was excited for that riff to go somewhere. The, it wasn't uh, going to go anywhere. It, it, it ended at Hudson Mealberg, the famous. That's basically that's, where it ended. Yeah, I, I knew, I designed, I knew it wasn't going to get off the ground. That, uh, th so, but I, you know, I tell you, I'm working on uh, my podcast, Retails and Magic. We got big stuff planned uh, for that. Hopefully, we'll see what happens with it. I'll say it's a very good podcast, regardless of no matter what happens with it. That's, you know, it's ABC. Um, but I am, I'm working on a few other television uh, things right now that, you know, knocking on wood, fingers crossed. Uh, well, no, it's, you know, Nothing I can especially talk about right now, but I will say it's stuff I'm very excited about. That's awesome. Um, social media-wise, where can uh, people find you if they want to uh, check you out? Yeah, um, I'm on. God, uh, I'm on Twitter. It's at Branson Reese on Twitter. Uh, I'm not hard to find. I'm on Instagram at uh, Branson of God, uh, which is too late to change. You know, 2014, <laughs> I thought that was very funny, but now I've. It's really too late to change it now. Uh, I am on Letterboxd. I think it's just my name on Letterboxd. I'm watching. I'm always watching a movie or two. Um, I'm on. Is there another? One? I'm on. Oh, I'm. On, I didn't say Tumblr one time. Somebody on Tumblr yelled at me. I'm on Tumblr, but don't waste your time. Uh, I don't think there's any other social media that I'm, I. There's nothing I can endorse, remember. I got to endorse again. Branson's Letterboxd is like. Uh, thank you. You have a gift. You truly have a gift. The best best reviews in town. I will say. Uh, you know who I'm ripping off all the time, uh, oh. who I and I strongly recommend A.S. Hamra, uh, the, one of the best like movie critics working out there. I'll, I will just like I'll read his reviews and I'm like I can do that too, and I'll write an inferior one that <laughs> is according to Alex very good. Very kind of you to signal blast. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean he's great. You got a gift. You got a gift. Thank you. Uh, what about you, Alex? Uh, people can see stuff that I'm doing at, uh, on Instagram at, at nice try underscore co and products I'm working on are at my website, nice try.co. Uh, yeah. Uh, nice. And we've got, uh, definitely check out cake. Um, comes on, on FX. Uh, you can also check it out on Hulu, um, conveniently, um, part of the Disney empire. So uh, congrats there again. Uh, definitely check them out. Um, series uh, goes through until uh, December 9th, according to what the IMDb is telling me. Whoa. So I'm just right. saying. Oh, uh, well, I mean, well, well, you're also right because it's next day on Hulu. So December 10th. So there mm -hmm. we go. Well, we'll, we'll count it. Uh, definitely check it out. It's really fun. Uh, uh, we're on currently on season five. Um, there's uh, They've got one more season and then a movie just because that's the way that everything kind of shakes down. Um, so got to get on it quick. The cake movie. <laughs> the cake the movie. movie yeah. um, I, I do have one question. So you guys have, you you have the, the episodes, but then you also have the specials. Why weren't the specials called cupcakes? I can't answer that question. Oh, man, it hurts that just inside. No, no brainer branding opportunity. I mean, like, I just thought that, like, when when I saw on, on Hulu, it was like, it was like cake and then like specials. And I was like, oh, gotta be cupcakes, right? I mean, like, it just fits so well. And then it was like, no. I was like, uh. it, it hurt a little bit. I was like, oh, my, 
my thoughts and prayers for cupcakes were were not answered there. We'll bring that up at the highest levels. We'll, Definitely uh, call call John Q. Disney and tell him that yeah. hey, listen, we want cupcakes for cake. We'll call Mickey and we'll run it yeah. down. Yeah, he's he's honestly a pretty cool guy. Once you get to know him. <laughs> totally reasonable is donald will kill you but uh, everything everyone says about mickey by the way is true of goofy and goo i never hear it about goofy uh, best friend uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at josh l kane find the podcast on instagram at what's at fandom on twitter what's at fandom pc for podcast all the episodes available itunes stitcher pop being google play spotify youtube all every any place that you can find us we're there um Definitely check out, uh, we're going to put uh, uh, Alex and Branson's, uh, all of their socials in the show notes. If you want to check those out, click on them. We'll put uh, Branson's podcast in there so you can check that out as well. We're also going to put a link to Cake so you can definitely go and check out Cake. Um, guys, give it a shot. It's it's really good. Like I, again, like if you want something that gives you those really nice, like early 90s uh, Nickelodeon vibes, you're going to be, you're going to be very happy. Um Guys, thanks again so much for uh, for coming on. It was uh, it was quite fun to talk with you guys and basically listen because I did. You guys just went on like a whole tangent about stuff that I was like, I don't know who these people are. Like, oh, I, I'm Sorry. bad. Like, I'm I'm bad at you know, like for someone who has like a movies podcast, I'm bad at movies. Like, I I watch them and that's basically it. That's, like, I, that's ideally what you're supposed <laughs> to do. That's. I mean, I'd say if I'm a filmmaker and somebody just watches it, I'm feeling good. Yeah, things are going great. That's that's nice. All right. So what was my grade? Oh, your grade. Yeah. What was my grade? Well, I mean, Alex and I should probably confer. I'm thinking, I'm thinking low A. I think that's fair. Ooh, right? that's 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 way too generous. I might, I might bump us to a full A here. Oh. Full a. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, so you guys. Like, a nice a rec reciprocity with that generosity, you know. Uh, yeah, you guys, what about us? Where we, you guys where, had a where, solid C. Like, it was very good. You guys did you so very much. well. So solid. No. Uh, no. You guys got a, a very, very strong A+. Plus. It was a, a really fun episode. Um, guys, uh, again, thank you. Thank you all so much for coming on. Um, definitely check everything out on Cake. Um, other than that, uh, I, think we're, I think we're good to go. So for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. I'm Branson. There it is. I'm Alex. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>